Educate for Life on AM 1170. The answer is sponsored by EducateForLife.org. This is Educate for Life with Kevin Conover on AM 1170, The Answer. Educate for Life, a look at current events from today's headlines and how they affect you, what you believe shapes your worldview and your ultimate destiny. Learn more now at educateforlife.com. Now, in studio, here is your host, Kevin Conover. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer, in San Diego, every Sunday from 4 to 5 p.m. You can also stream the show at am1170theanswer.com, and my website is educateforlife.org. I have a real special guest on the show today. His name is Dr. Larry Poland, and uh, I'm going to take a, a, a minute or so here to, to brag about him because uh, he's got quite a... Uh, uh, list of credentials here and just experience. And I think it's important for uh, our listeners to know uh, who he is, uh, his background. Uh, he, he's a native of Ohio. He's a graduate of Wheaton College in Illinois. And uh, he earned a master's and PhD from Purdue University in college administration. He has a master of divinity from Grace Theological Se- Seminary. Uh, one of the amazing things about him is at 27 years old, he was asked to assume the position of president of Miami Christian College in Miami, uh, Florida, making him the youngest president in the U.S. Uh, at age 27. He's the past director of what was called the Agape Movement. It was an international volunteer service organization under Campus Crusade for Christ International. And uh, they trained more than 800 volunteers for service and opened 35 nations for volunteers during his eight years of leadership. He's been to over 80 countries in the world. He has been a college professor, founded WMCU-FM, the first Christian radio station in Miami, Florida. He's an ordained minister. He speaks at conferences. um, And if you want to take him up on that, um, I encourage you to uh, visit his website. We'll give you that in a second here. He's authored numerous articles and periodicals, including seven books. He just recently came out with a book called Chasm, Crossing the Divide Between Hollywood and People of Faith. Um, He hosted an issues-oriented television talk show uh, uh, that was uh, syndicated on TV in Canada, also a radio show um, in Canada, and for 18 years. Uh, Currently, he's the founder, chairman, and CEO of Master Media International, a ministry to the top leadership of film and television in Hollywood and New York, and he seeks to keep Christian believers informed of the spiritual dynamics inside the media. And um, I don't share all this with you because he asked me to. Um, he's, he's, he wouldn't do that. He's not uh, a braggart or anything. But I share that with you because um, I really want you to listen to what he has to say about um, the media, entertainment, Hollywood, and how we as Christians, as believers who want to um, love people that are in Hollywood, how we want to be a blessing to them. And oftentimes we end up um, being somebody who condemns people rather than loves them to Christ. And, and oftentimes our efforts push people farther away rather than bring, bring them to Christ. And so um, that's a big part of what uh, he's done. And so uh, Dr. Larry Poland, thank you very much for being on the show today. Well, it's good to endure this vain praise. <laughs> uh, since, since my mother went to heaven, I don't have many people bragging on me, so thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Very kind of you. <laughs> absolutely. Um, well, Dr. Pullen, I wanted to um, start out by just, you know, how did you end up where you're at, and what uh, caused you to have such a passion for reaching people, you know, celebrities and uh, people in the entertainment industry? 
Well, that's born out of my Christian faith. I, I had the the wonderful honor and privilege of being raised in a very committed Christian home. My parents were humble people. They were uh, poor farmers in the Midwest uh, during the uh, Depression and starved, like I guess most farmers did in that era, like most people did. Yeah. And um, and so I was reared in the in the fear of the Lord and had an experience. In fact, I just visited the church of which it happened back in Mansfield, Ohio. When I was five, I, uh, we had a very godly pastor, and he gave an invitation one night in an evening service. And it wasn't it wasn't really salvation. It, I suppose it would be more what the old saints would call an awakening of the soul, in which uh, we don't talk much about that, but it, it's it's a recognition that we need a Savior. It's a recognition that Jesus is the Savior that we're seeking, and it's, it's in that, that acknowledgement, but it's short of saving faith, short of full surrender. And so I walked the aisle and acknowledged that I needed a Savior and that Jesus was the one. But I don't believe at that point, as a five-year-old kid, I really kind of maybe knew enough, or maybe I did, but I didn't full surrender. And then at age nine, after uh, a citywide meeting uh, in which the speaker evangelist was a um, a, a Jewish trial attorney who had come to know Yeshua as his Messiah. Uh, he was speaking, and one night he spoke on uh, when the Lord returns, some will be taken and some will be left. And I went home, and, you know, for a nine-year-old kid, that's kind of a little scary. And I yeah. woke up in the middle of the night and uh, called for a mom and dad, and they didn't hear me, and I thought I'd been left. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so, so I was crying, and my mother heard me and came in and asked me why, and I said, well, I, you know, that man said that some will be taken when the Lord returns, and I thought he'd returned and I'd been left. <laughs> and she kindly said, you know, you don't have to worry about that. We, you can invite Jesus into your lives and your heart now. So we got it down by, on our knees beside the bed, and I entered, uh, invited Jesus in. And at age nine, I've, I'm, I'll be 76 my next birthday, and I've never had a doubt that he was in my life, uh, that he was in, uh, you know, that I was uh, secure in my relationship with him and my, that my hereafter destiny was secure because of his promises and our relationship. And so it's been a, an absolutely fabulous life. I can't imagine anyone living without him or living without the, the dynamic, the, the, the uh, nuclear fission of having God living within you. And then as a Christian for about 17 years, I discovered the Spirit-filled life, total surrender in a minute-by-minute basis to the filling of the Spirit, and that was a second and major uh, kind of turning point in my my growth. So all that was background for Christian service, both as the president of the small college and as my work with Campus Crusade internationally, and and now then 35 years working inside the entertainment industry. Wow, that's that's an amazing testimony, and and uh, so true. Uh, it's just incredible. Uh, the blessing of having Christ in our life is incredible. I encourage our listeners out there, if you haven't made a commitment to Christ, uh, there's really no more important decision you could possibly make than that. And uh, God is, has Absolutely. open arms to you. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you, you know, uh, how specifically you transitioned into media? Um, because for a lot of people, you know, they're especially, um, I would say, especially during your time growing up, there was kind of this view of media. I know my parents, my, my parents are in their 80s now. And when they, uh, when movies uh, came out 
at first, a lot of Christians said, oh, oh don't go to the movies. Uh, that's that's sinful. And so my question is, how did you, um, you know, during that era, uh, make this transition into media? Um, and then what, what were people thinking when you began to get more involved in, in uh, this area? Well, I really didn't answer your question in, the, in your first question because uh. I felt that the understanding of where I was coming from and my relationship with Christ was foundational. But now, now I'll answer the question you asked me before, okay, okay. Uh, which is, uh, how did I get involved in this craziness? Yeah. Um, this is my third lifetime in uh, Christian service, Kevin. Uh-huh. Uh, as indicated, I was in Christian higher education for about 12 years, and then I worked with the Crusade Campus Crusade for Christ, now called Crew Movement, for... Yeah. Uh, 12 years, and during that time, I traveled the world as kind of a Christian Peace Corps concept. And that's what you mentioned. We put 800 young volunteers in 35 nations. And then in 1979, I was in Dr. Bright's office, and a beleaguered NBC vice president called with a PR problem. He was being hammered by some angry Christians in the South who heard a rumor that NBC was going to air a film defaming Jesus. The rumor was false. The characters never checked it out to discover it was false. And so they were burying NBC with hate mail. And, and uh, of course, whenever this kind of thing happens, there's a, a number of what I call um, Christian protest organizations. And for me, that's kind of an oxymoron. How, why should a Christian be known for protest rather than, you know, love and forgiveness? But anyway, that aside, uh, the, this NBC exec was calling Bill Bright to get him to attend a screening of the film at the Burbank NBC studio and then to sign a joint press release saying the, the movie's fine. This this supposed scene defaming Jesus isn't in it, and it's, it's fine. And So uh, the call came through from the exec while I was in Bill's office, and that was very rare because I only averaged about an hour of one-on-one time with the man a month, uh, which is so it was precious time. Yeah. And um, so uh, he looked at his schedule and said, I'm sorry, I can't attend the screening. May I send one of my trusted coworkers? And they said, sure. And so I, got, I drew this short straw. <laughs> we, we called that delegation by proximity. If you're in the oh, room, you got the job. You know? <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> so I went to the screening, and the movie was wonderful and fine. It was called Mary and Joseph. And so I, after it was over, and there, you know, the screening was attended by 20 or so motley assorted. Dr. Pollan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Coming I'm, up to a break? Uh, yeah, we're going up to a break here. So we'll okay, be. Well, let's, let's finish this after the break. What do you say? I, I, that sounds fantastic. Great teaser. Okay. okay thank okay. you. Okay. We'll be right back. What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853. Add historic American beauty to your home today with genuine Amish furniture. It's built in the USA from solid cherry wood with a bourbon finish. Or choose alternative woods and finishes to accent your home's decor. You'll find it all at Tucker's Valley Furniture. For over 65 years, the Tucker family has served San Diego County. Still family owned. Cash and Carry and Tucker's Valley Furniture. Two stores, both right across the street at Main and Mollison in El Cajon. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. 
Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer, in San Diego. You can also stream the show at am1170theanswer.com. My website is educateforlife.org, where you can listen to a recording of this show and previous shows. Uh, the show will be available tomorrow. Uh, my guest today is Dr. Larry Poland, and his website is mastermediaintl.org, mastermediainternational.org. And... Uh, I recommend you check out his website. Um, he has this incredible prayer calendar, which um, each day you'll pray for a different person, a different celebrity, a different um, leader in the media, uh, somebody who um, you might call an influencer, somebody who has a tremendous influence over uh, a large portion of our, our culture. And so um, I really encourage you to get involved with this ministry. It's amazing, and it's really one of a kind. Um, but Dr. Poland was just, uh, before the break, was talking about how um, he got involved in the media um, as a Christian and began to, to influence the media. So, um, Dr. Poland, I'll let you pick up where you left off there uh, with Bill Bright. So the saga continues. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a screening in NBC uh, of a film that reportedly, based on the protests of some folks in the South, had a film, had a scene in it, the opening an opening scene defaming Jesus, the report was that a Roman soldier molests Mary with the implication that Jesus is the illegitimate offspring of that union. Oh, wow. Well, you know, that, that's enough to make any Christian uh, angry. But anyway, the, 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 it was bogus. The The rumor was not true. I traced it back to a Catholic uh, uh, diocese uh, publication in the Philadelphia area, as I recall, but it, I don't don't know the source, but it was spurious. So anyway, the uh, the screening is over, and the room's got about 20, uh, um, kind of a motley assortment of religionists, you know, the priest, rabbi, minister um, gathering. And uh, there was a young man in front of me who was addressing the exec, and he, and he was an evangelical minister, and he was very angry, and he was, frankly, very disrespectful to the exec. And his, his matrix of attitudes was awful. And he unloaded on the exec, and he saw stuff in the film that I didn't see, and uh, that were offensive to him, I guess. And the more that he kind of pounded on this exec, the more I wanted to crawl through a, a non-existent hole in the yeah. floor. <laughs> so uh, finally, he spun on his heels and walked out, and I stepped up and said, Hi, I'm Larry Poland. I'm with Campus Crusade for Christ, and I'm here on behalf of Dr. Bill Bright, and I'm going to recommend that Dr. Bright uh, sign the press release saying that the film is fine. But, sir, I owe you an apology. And he said, why is that? I said, well, you know, I couldn't help overhearing what this young man said in front of me. And the way he said it, and, you know, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. He's the most important person in my life and has been since I was a kid. But I believe with all my heart, sir, that if Jesus had been in front of me in line, he would not have spoken to you as disrespectfully as this young man did. And on behalf of him and those people who are burying you with unkind letters and, car and, uh, and mail, please forgive us and don't hold it against our Lord. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, yeah. I wish I had a video of his face. Yeah. <laughs> his, his mouth dropped over. He'd been hammered for six weeks. This yeah. was pre-internet days, and, and he, later he told me he had a quarter million letters from a Christian protest organization in his, in his mailroom. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, he looked at me, and there was a kind of a silent three-count, <laughs> And then after he regained his composure after the shock of my apology, he said, um, can I take you to lunch? <laughs> wow. And I said, I never turned down a free lunch. So that, it was, that seminal moment, Kevin, was the, the starting point. 
So uh, we went to lunch later, and uh, we took me to a very expensive place, and there were stars at the next table. I remember Betty White and some of their folks at the next table. And uh, so I went back and reported on the experience to Dr. Bright and uh, and uh, said, I recommend you sign the press release, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, in a sh- kind of a shock to me, have you ever considered ministering to Hollywood? Wow. I said, huh. I said, what? No, I know nothing about Hollywood. I grew up in this very Christian little town in northern Indiana. What do I know about Hollywood? Well, yeah, but you know, Hollywood's still in the innocence of our kids and the purity of the church. And I said, well, I don't disagree with you, but I hear you kind of implicitly asking if I have any interest, call. I know nothing about the place. Well, will you pray about it? (laughs) Sure, I'll pray about anything. I'm not saying I won't do it. You're my boss, after all. But what do I know? I, let me, if you're serious, let me do some research. Yeah. Now, how old were you at this point? I was, uh, well, I guess I had been uh, 27, 33. I was about, uh, yikes, I guess about 40. Okay. Now, I, I just want to pause just for a second because I just feel like, man, that, that is just speaks volumes about how necessary it is for us as Christians um, to really be loving and um, how it opens doors that just don't get opened without love. Um, and kind of like you're saying, you know, you said, uh, what is it? What does protesting have to do with Christianity? Um, I just feel like a lot of times in our society, uh, whether it's evangelicals or whoever, a lot of times our protesting often does the reverse of what we're hoping it's going to do. Um, would you would you say that that's true also? Well, let me qualify your word protesting, because there are different ways we can protest. Mm. Um, uh, In another scene with another exec at NBC later, a a guy that came to a personal relationship with Christ as a churchman, um, he's a guy who said, well, I got a quarter of a million letters from such and such a Christian organization this week. He came to Christ, that man? He he did, yeah. Not through me, but uh, I think in part through our cultivation of his spiritual relationship. He'd been a churchman, but he never had trusted Christ personally. Okay. And uh, so um, he, he said, uh, yeah, I got a quarter million uh, letters from such and such a Christian organization, which your listeners would probably recognize. And I said, uh, talk to me. How does that affect NBC? And, and it's, uh, you know, it's, he says, oh, not much. I said, not much? That's a 250,000 people that took the time to communicate with you. He says, Larry... It's a fundraiser. These guys know that if they get some Goliath, you know, to slay, that they can get the juices flowing and their angry uh, constituents out there. You know, it was send the, send your money to us and send this card to NBC, and we got one response 250,000 times. He said, we subscribe to the mailings of all these folks. And, and I said, well, talk to me. What really would make a difference in NBC's programming? He says, look, we're a public company. We read our mail, you know, we, we can't. And this notion uh, earlier when we were going to air a film defaming Jesus at Christmas, what are they thinking? We're not that stupid. But he said, here, you know, it, uh, if we got 25 or 50 letters from reasonable people that say, you know, I love NBC and I watch it a lot, but you know I was watching program XYZ the other night at Tuesday at 7 o'clock and it really... There was an element in it that was very offensive to my Christian faith, and and I was I would, would deeply regretted it, and wish you would be more sensitive for those of us who are believers, and uh, you know please uh, take my uh, my con- my concern in the spirit in which it's given. He said, "We read our mail." He says, uh, 
you know, if I got that, that letter from a, even a homemaker, you know, a guy that owns a small business, you know, a, a farm, anybody, you said, the, the, those are meaningful. In fact, you said, Larry, you have more influence than those quarter million letters. I said, what? I do. Look, his name was Jay. Jay, never in the three or four years we've known each other, have I ever come on strong with you or for, even mentioned, for that matter, criticism about NBC's programming. That's not what we do. He says, yeah, I know, but we know where you're coming from, and we know what you stand for. And he said, you know, when, when you come in here and you represent who you are and you represent what you believe, you're a face, you're a name, you know, you're a person. You're not some, uh, some automaton out there that's just burying us with, with pre-printed postcards that are part of a fundraiser. He said, you have more influence than all those qu- quarter of a million letters. And I thought, hmm, there's a message here. Yeah, and you yeah. you hit it, Kevin, when you said love. I don't know why it's taken us two millennia to understand and yeah. learn <laughs> that unconditional love is the offense for which there's no defense. Yeah, that's that is so true. I, you know, we're with Dr. Larry Poland here, and uh, I, this message is so profound to me, and it's so appropriate for what's going on in our culture today. It's so um, needed. Um, he's recently written a book uh, called Chasm. And what it deals with specifically is how to reach Hollywood, how, how people of faith should be interacting with things that maybe we found, find offensive. For, you know, recently the movie Noah came out and there was a huge uproar over that movie. Um, and, and people got very upset about it and, and said, hey, this, this doesn't represent the Bible. And the question is, how do we respond to things like this? Um, what is the best way as Christians, biblical Christians, to respond to people that are teaching things maybe that are contrary to scriptures or that we don't agree with or they're, they're supporting uh, ideas that we don't agree with? And uh, when we come back, Dr. Poland is going to give us some more information about his own experiences in this, and he has a lot of it, uh, to share with us how to reach people um, who we disagree with. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Wake up, America. Diets don't work. Two-thirds of us are overweight or obese, and most of us have dutifully dieted our way there. Research indicates the average woman spends 17 years of her life on a diet. Stop dieting. You can lose weight permanently. Thousands already have. Call now for a free DVD. Your body is a divine miracle. Activate the miracle and lose weight permanently with healing foods. Call the Smart Food Club at 888-787-8188. Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer, in San Diego, every Sunday, 4 to 5 p.m., but you don't have to be in San Diego to listen. You can stream the show on am1170theanswer.com, and my website, where you can get a recording of the shows, is uh, educateforlife.org. You can listen to it on iTunes. Uh, We podcast the show, and uh, if you have missed something, feel free to check it out. 
Um, my guest today is Dr. Larry Poland. He is the CEO of Master Media International. The website's mastermediaintl.org. And uh, I highly recommend you get involved with the ministry, support the ministry, uh, get involved with our prayer calendar. Uh, the number to his ministry is 800-552-1248. You can also buy his book there called Chasm, Crossing the Divide Between Hollywood and People of Faith. And that's really what we're talking about here is how do we be salt and light to a culture that oftentimes um, is promoting ideas that are very um, – not only sometimes anti-biblical or what we would look at as uh, anti-moral or immoral, um, how do we reach people? Uh, you know, sometimes we, we want to lash out in anger and we want to get angry and, and, and be, uh, you know, have righteous anger, right? Um, but yet, uh, very often, that's, that's not effective. And in fact, it, it causes the opposing party just to get more angry, dig their heels in, and um, actually consider you an enemy. And they say, if this is Christ, then I want nothing of it. And oftentimes we end up dam damaging the reputation of Christ who said, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, who looked down from the cross at the, the criminals, uh, the, the uh, soldiers who were gambling over his clothes and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And so, um, Dr. Poland, can you continue to uh, you know, explain wh what you were just explaining there and uh, how love is the solution you found that that is the way to respond and um, how that has been – you know, what effect you've seen that take on the people you've interacted with in the media and so forth? Well, Kevin, you delivered a wonderful uh, explanatory monologue there. You preach it. I'll turn the pages. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a great analysis. And basically, um, let me give you one example. Uh, a few years ago, uh, some very angry Christians uh, decided they'd had enough of Disney ABC. Uh, they were having gay days at Disney theme parks, and they were putting out films that had uh, not-so-covert uh, pro-homosexual messages or whatever. I don't remember all the causes. Yeah. They mobilized. Uh, first, the, the lead dog was uh, the Southern Baptist Convention. Well, golly gee, they got, I don't know, 10 million members or probably more than that. And uh, that was that's pretty heavy clout to mobilize against a major American corporation. But then they got... They, I don't know who organized the coalition, but there were a number of other organizations that joined in. And it was a 10-year boycott of Disney ABC. Well, at that point, um, being really pretty pretty well connected inside the industry with leaders in the industry, because our focus has been exclusively on power brokers, not for elitist reasons, but for tactical ones. Sure. I figure if the Lord touches the people at the top... They're going to influence the people at the bottom. But if you just influence the people at the bottom, nothing much ever changes. So there was a, a, a very committed, uh, born-again Christian woman reporting to Michael Eisner, who was the chairman of Disney at that time. And um, when this boycott started and they began to get their their protest letters and, and the protest marchers outside the Disney studios and so forth, uh, Michael Eisner, who is, uh, in some ways is maybe not a real nice guy, but he, you know, he is who he is, and he got very angry and very antagonistic, and he actually would read some of the worst, most hateful letters he got from Christians in his executive meetings. Wow. And this, this VP, this born-again Christian VP, would sit in those meetings and just, you know, shudder to think that anyone claiming to be a follower of Jesus would ever write such a hate-filled letter, and, and even with expletives and, and uh, name-calling, it was, it was just horrific. And she told me later that uh, afterwards she would go up to him because she knew him well, and he had her uh, 
uh, he, he had her confidence, and uh, she had his confidence, and she would say, "Michael, you know that we're not all like that," because he knew she was a born again Christian. Yeah. Well, whatever. So, anyway, he he hardened himself all the more in public when he was interviewed and asked about the boycott. He says, "Oh, they're a bunch of jerks. You know, they're a bunch of flakes. Whatever." He used unkind words, and I think in most instances they were pretty well justified. Maybe he was actually pretty restrained. He probably said worse things off camera. So anyway, um, that that continued, and I said to myself at the time, this is really stupid. First of all, you know, if you're going to boycott somebody and have it be effective, boycott your local video store. The guy gets all his business from a couple miles from the store, and maybe by a boycott you could shut down enough of his customers that you can affect his bottom line. But Disney ABC... It's a multi-billion dollar company. Its reaches are around the globe. And there's no way. You, you, mean, you can fence a pond, but you can't fence an ocean. Mm. And here's an ocean-sized American corporation, publicly uh, traded uh, company. And do you think they're going to be intimidated by a few thousand people that I view, many of them are from kind of the wingnut section of the, yeah. of the, uh, of the community now, now, that aren't expressing love. Yeah. Now, Dr. Poland, question for you. What if somebody says to you, well, uh, it's not so much a matter of, you know, whether it actually has an effect or not. It's a matter of principle. Uh, how do you respond to a Christian who claims this is a matter of principle, not... Uh... There are always ways to express your principles. Uh, other than this, now, let me give you an example from the scripture. Uh, John, who know Jesus, knew Jesus, Jesus intimately, you know, mm-hmm. he was the disciple Jesus loved. Uh, in the first chapter of John, he says, the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Kevin, that's a beautiful formula for how to respond. When sinners do what's on their job description, sin and who believe with all their heart, the more they sin, the more life's going to hum for them. Yeah. And you realize they're lost, and apart from the saving, redeeming power of Jesus Christ in their lives, they're going to keep doing what they're doing. And frankly, if Kevin and Larry weren't born again, we'd be doing the same rotten stuff. Yeah. Who do we think we are to you know, get in our high horse and, and, uh, and, and heap abuse on these people? Jesus was a master. He could deliver the woes to the Pharisees in Matthew, and he called them whitewashed uh, tombs and degeneration of snakes. <laughs> and you think, wow, you know, I guess that would fit the protest mode. No. At the very end of that, of that woes to the Pharisees for their hypocrisy, for their self-righteousness, he said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that kills the prophets, stones those who are sent to you. How often I would have tucked you under my wings like a mother hen tucks her chicks under her wings, but you weren't willing. He ended up with this passionate, deep expression of love and care for them that put in context the awful things he'd said about their behavior. He hated their behavior, but he loved them. And that's where we've mistaken. We have personalized this. And so it was Michael Eisner became the enemy. Michael Eisner wasn't the enemy in that. He was making decisions as an executive at at Disney ABC that that weren't in keeping with the a Christian ethic, or even maybe in some instances basic morality. But what do we expect? These people don't know any better. And and if we hadn't met Jesus and he hadn't redeemed us, we'd be doing the same awful stuff. Yes. And it's just 
awful. It's contemptible, the things we will do and say. We focus for, since the 70s, largely until the turn of this century, on anger strategies. Yeah, and, you know, I had, and I had a CEO of a telecom company say to me, Larry, angry Christian is a redundancy for us because that's the only kind of Christian we know. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, boy, um, Dr. Poland uh, is my guest today, and we're going to be right back. We're going to continue this discussion. I, I feel that this discussion is one of the most important discussions that you can possibly have today, um, and that is how do we approach people how do we respond to people who aren't Christians who are living by a different ethic or living in ways that we consider immoral? What is the, the what would Christ do? How would he win them um, to himself? Uh, we'll be right back. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We are on AM 1170, The Answer in San Diego, and you can stream the show at am1170theanswer.com all over the world. My website is educateforlife.org. I've got all kinds of online classes there that you can take that teach you how to answer the hard questions that we have to deal with as Bible-believing Christians. Uh, We've got classes on creation and evolution. We've got uh, questions on current culture. How do we deal with issues like abortion? How do we deal with issues like same-sex marriage and homosexuality? How do we deal with uh, questions about whether the Bible's from the Word of God or not? And all from a biblical perspective, um, what does the Bible teach us about how to um, relate to people and win them to Christ? And this is such a critical issue. Um, my guest today is an expert in media relations, in uh, influencing the media, and uh, just a very a godly man who loves people and loves the Lord. And um, today there is a culture war going on in our, probably maybe more intense than ever before, um, in which we're dealing with the issue especially of homosexuality. And we have uh, people becoming very polarized on this I- issue. And uh, we're seeing it in the news all the time. And uh, not too long ago, uh, uh, you know, Starbucks gave their support to same-sex marriage. Home Depot's done the same. And uh, certain uh, movies have have embraced uh, perspectives that are completely contrary to what the Bible teaches. And I want to just make the statement that um, neither myself nor Dr. Poland is saying that we should um, uh, cave into wrong ethics or wrong morals. But what we're saying is, and what we're advocating is that the the response that Christ uh, expected us to have was one of love, not one of of anger or hate or or fighting. It was one where we're, we were supposed to bridge, um, make a bridge to these people through God's love. And that is really what demonstrates to them, hey, 
I need to listen to what this person has to say because they're not responding with hate or anger. And um, Dr. Poland, you were just sharing uh, a gentleman. Uh, you, I think you said he was part of tele, uh, telecom industry. Uh, right. And and he said that he had essentially never met a Christian that loved that loved him. Well, uh, in order to get to know these people, because I didn't know anybody when I started into this ministry in in the uh, in 1980, really. Um, and so I did about 80% cold calling for years. And, that, you know, that's tough. And you're in sales or whatever. You're trying to knock down the door and get past the secretary to get some time with a big dog. And um, But the Lord, you know, we always uh, did everything through prayer. And I believe that 25 years of mobilizing prayer from people in the pew with the media leader prayer calendar is the reason that now for the past 10 years we've seen a phenomenal harvest of uh, interest and and uh, attraction and uh, the Lord moving people into the industry and up in the industry and touching the lives of people at the top like like never before. It's been many f- phenomenal time. But uh, that that even in that cold call, uh, two minutes into an eight-minute presentation, I would explain clearly that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and I represent a huge constituency of 100 million people calling themselves evangelicals. And they spend $2.1 trillion a year, and I'm here as your servant, as a consultant, with with no obligation, no financial obligation, to help you understand this huge community, and to uh, and to help help you market to it, build loyal viewers, uh, box office uh, ticket purchasers, or whatever else. Uh, and and I make it clear that we're not there because we're angry. And at the end of one of those presentations, a top exec in another company, I said, any response? And I handed him some research we've done on evangelicals and their media consumption habits. And he said, you're not angry, are you? <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not angry. And he says, it's so refreshing to have someone from the religious world come in here who's not angry. He says, everybody's angry anymore. The men are angry, the women are angry, the gays are angry, the ethnics are angry, the Christians are angry. It's just, just so wonderful. And I said, look, I'm not here to make your day more difficult. You've got a tougher job than I have. I wouldn't trade with you. I'm here to serve you. I'm a follower of Christ, and I believe his ethos was you love people unconditionally, and you don't have to love what they do. And I'm not, I'm a pretty passionate guy. I give him pretty strong viewpoints of what's right and wrong, what's appropriate and inappropriate. But I'm not he, I'm not here to attack you or your company. I'm I'm just here to try to serve you and build a bridge of trust. And if we can, if you're open to that, fine. If you're not, fine. We'll just move on down the road and uh, let you be. Uh, let you be. So. Uh, see, that's that's the point. It is it isn't love without truth, mm. it, but it's truth in love. There's a there's a wonderful way. There's a great gracious way of saying. Uh, I had a compliment from one of my coworkers one time. He said, "Larry's got this amazing way of giving you constructive criticism." He says things like, "You know, you're a very wonderful person. Would you like to know two or three more ways you could be more wonderful?" <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and then he unloads on you. <laughs> there, well, there, I, there should be a class on that. Really, honestly, I mean, yeah. there should well, be a class I, I, on being a Christian who can. You know, Speak the uh, truth and love. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's what we're called to do. We're not supposed to. We're not wimpy. We're not, you know, valueless. We're not, you know, if we don't share in some angry protest against some company and pile on and send, you know, contributions to these kind of Christian hate groups. I yeah, guess. hate to say it that way. It sounds awfully unkind, but that's the way it comes across on the other side. Now. Um, 
do you have any more stories or uh, encouraging examples of situations where you've been in where um, that attitude, that uh, love of Christ has really, um, you know, kind of somebody's received that, uh, whereas they, they maybe not would not have received anything uh, from you otherwise? Do you have any other? And, and um, oh. for our listeners, I just want to want you to be aware that a lot of times um, Dr. Poland is speaking with people that are very high up in. Uh, as as far as influencers are concerned, and so a lot of times he can't give the names of these people simply because um, part of the reason they trust him so much is the is the his promise of confidentiality. Well, it's not a lot of times. Never we we wouldn't be in business. Um, I I had an, uh, a conversation that actually ran about forty minutes. My associate and I with the guy who is the chairman of one of the top three largest multi billion dollar media companies in the world. We've been friends for, I suppose, 15, 18 years. I knew him when he was nobody before he ascended to this incredibly powerful position over this multi-billion dollar company, which has, I don't know, probably 50 or 75 companies under its umbrella. And uh, it's the second time in a row when we met with him in his plush New York office that he's bumped his following schedule, just dumped the person out of the schedule in order to spend more time with us. Wow. Because nobody, nobody in his world, in his life, that he can talk to about spiritual things. He does not know the Lord personally. He grew up in a nominally and uh, kind of performing church family, so he knows the story. But he says, well, I'm not, uh, I'm not religious, but I'm ethical. And I say, you know, ethics isn't going to get you to heaven. You've got to have some way to cover the things you've done wrong. And Jesus came to do that. So anyway, so... Um, yeah, we we met him a long time ago when he was the president of one of the subsidiaries of this big company, and uh, the Lord gave us favor. We believe that the Lord gives and withdraws favor, so we don't kiss up to people. We don't flatter, schmooze. You know, we're just who we are. Yeah. And if they like that, fine. And um, and we're we're very straight shooters, and we're gracious about that. And uh, that engenders trust, because they're in a business where everybody lies to you and schmoozes you and flatters you and tells you how wonderful you are. And as they say in Hollywood, when they pat you in the back, they're trying to find a soft spot to put the knife in. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so well, this, the yeah. Lord's given us favor with this guy, and he shares stuff with us that, frankly, Kevin, if we took it to the trades or put it on the Internet, we'd put him out of business. But Boy. he does that because he knows we're trustworthy and we care about him more than about his company, and he's opened doors for me with, he opened a door to me with the head of a major studio who was friends of his, and gave me access to the head of this this huge Hollywood studio, legendary studio, and that guy then gave me access to the top 25 executives in their whole film division, and I spent an hour with them in what we call our corporate seminar, demystifying the evangelical community. Wow, that's and amazing. Two, two seconds in that, or two slides into it, I have to explain what it is to be born again. So I'm explaining <laughs> these people pray this prayer and they invite Jesus to come into their life and forgive their sins and yada, yada, yada. So this is unprecedented, Kevin. This has never happened because when I first did research, I just... Dr. Poland, Dr. Poland, hold on. I want to. I don't want to okay. cut you off, but uh, we will be right back with Dr. Larry Poland. We've got a, 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 some more stories he's going to share about... Uh, the opportunities he's had through Christ to make a difference in the lives of uh, influencers and leaders in the media. Okay, we'll be right back. Let's do it. 
Wake up, America. Two-thirds of us are overweight or obese, and it's not your fault. End the guilt, frustration, and pain. Stop dieting, starving, and depriving yourself. Free yourself from the bondage of feeling trapped in your body. Forgive yourself. Achieve permanent weight loss with healing foods. You can love food again. You can lose weight permanently. Thousands already have. Call now for a free DVD, Your Body is a Divine Miracle. Learn how to activate the miracle. Call the Smart Food Club at 888-787-8188. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. Welcome back to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer in San Diego. We're on the last segment here with Dr. Larry Poland. I want to share with you his website again. That is mastermediaintl.org, mastermediainternational.org. And um, I want to recommend his book to you, Chasm. And uh, I'm a very interesting book, Crossing the Divide Between Hollywood and People of Faith. And you know Hollywood has a tremendous influence on our culture, on our kids, on um, our own lives. And how can we be an influence on them uh, in a way that is winsome and godly and Christ-like? And uh, Dr. Poland, um, I wanted to uh, just pick up where we left off uh, with with these stories you have about uh, just uh, being able to reach out and minister to people. Well, in this corporate seminar, um, it's a 20, 30-minute seminar, and then yeah. an hour, however much Q&A. We, and the Lord has given us such access and favor, it's phenomenal. And this is no, no credit to me, all, all glory to the Lord, Kevin, but can you imagine an evangelical organization getting to explain evangelicals and the gospel with the executive conference rooms at Time, Life, Fortune, People, Parenting, ESPN, CNN, MTV, HBO, uh, Cartoon Channel, Disney Studio, Warner Brothers Studio, uh, and 20, 25 companies, Kevin. You, you, and it's because we've built trust and we've shown our care for them and we want to serve them. And we're not an angry in their face. But as you go through this, it's like we're describing Martians. They don't know how Christians think. <laughs> the, uh, they, they, you know, they do, Dr. Poland, wait a second. That, all those companies you just listed off, you've, you've had the opportunity to share the gospel with all those different Executives? Oh, absolutely! Oh, in, in in their you know with executives with their top executives. That's this just is, that's just phenomenal. Well, it is phenomenal. There's nothing like ever happened. In fact, this was the biggest concern after I finished my research into this industry and this mission field. Really, in 1979 and 80, Kevin, I didn't I did not discover one strategy in the hundred year plus history of the film business because television came in fifty years later. I didn't discover one strategy to build trust relationships with the leaders of the industry for the purpose of sharing Jesus or discipling those who respond. Not one. Now, there were some churches in Hollywood that had some influence, and one maybe in New York. But by and large, we spent, all, we spent 100 years alienating ourselves from the industry or keeping ourselves alienated or, or bashing them or imitating them with our own Christian film, television, and whatever. And and it, it was it's it's criminal. And if we have anybody to blame for the fact that Hollywood's been raunchy and continues to be, it's because we've abandoned the place. Wow. And now then, finally, since 2000, there's been an explosion of ministries, prayer, mobilizing prayer, Hollywood Prayer Network with Karen Covell's leadership, 
the, the massive movement to pray for the people in Hollywood and for Hollywood. And I think about now 30 or so ministries focused on entertainment in Hollywood and New York and other places. Uh, we have an affiliate relationship in Mumbai, Bollywood, it's called. They make more movies in Bollywood than we make in Hollywood. And so it's harvest time, but it's harvest time because I think the Lord led us to express the love of Jesus unconditionally, mm. not without standards, not without principle, not with ambiguity about you know morality or purity, but but in the spirit of love. My motive, my my mantra is: it's my job to catch him; it's God's job to clean him. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I don't. I can't clean him before I catch him. <laughs> I never clean any any up anyway. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. I, I I really like that. I mean, what you're saying essentially is: what's the point of making trying to make somebody moral when they don't know Christ? Right, they really, don't have the capability. Yeah, anyway. they, they don't have the capability. And even if they start to look clean on the outside, let's say somebody even responded, the truth is they're still dirty on the inside. And so you're not really doing anybody favors by forcing people to be moral without knowing Christ. I, I, I mean, that's a... It just... You can't, yeah, yeah. you can't force them to be moral any more than the Muslims can force people to be moral by Sharia law. You yeah. can cut their hands off if they steal. It's not going to keep people from stealing. They have no power to resist it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kevin, this is what I want your listeners to do. I want I want you, as Kevin so kindly suggested, I want you to visit our website. And if you're not web savvy, uh, just drop us a card or call that toll-free number, 1-800-552-1248, 1-800-552-1248. And uh, get tuned in, if nothing else, to pray. This isn't a fundraiser, this con- this conversation. Uh, these are lean months, as they are for every Christian organization. And people take a vacation from uh, from their work and from their giving in the summer. So the cash flow is always always bad during the summer, and uh, the Lord takes care of us. But if you if you've got resources and you want to make a difference, and you're frustrated because Hollywood's kind of going to hell in a handbasket, trust me. For 30 years, this is our 30th anniversary. Even if you just would, would like to express a 30th anniversary gift to thank uh, thank the Lord for His faithfulness and working quietly in, at the powerful level of this industry for Jesus, that feel free to do so. But most important, get involved in praying. Where prayer ascends, power descends. And um, if you want, if you're driven to know more about you know how the industry works and the conflict between the the moral community in the center of America and the the people on the left and right coasts uh, and and their alienation from the people they condescendingly call those, oh, those people from the I states, <laughs> Idaho, yeah. Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, I guess. Uh, then then you'll love my book, Chasm. It'll explain what happened behind the scenes and the Phil uh, Robertson flap at A&E when they canned him for something he said about homosexuals and It'll help you understand, you know, uh, some of the subtleties of why do they make these movies if they don't make money? Well, it'll explain that and a lot of other things. I think you'll like it. It's an easy read. That's excellent. Wow, boy, I, I, uh, I love your ministry. I love what you're doing. I love your message, and uh, I think it's so, again, so appropriate. And um, I think, you know, before we close out here, I just wanted to ask you maybe two questions, uh, Doctor Poland, and that is, um, the first question is. How do you deal with a company like Starbucks? What's your recommendation to people who, you know, there are people who are uh, boycotting Home Depot, boycotting uh, Starbucks, boycotting, you know, particular movies and so forth. And um, what what would be the better response there? I know we've covered that to some extent, but I'd still like to hear a final word on that. And then 
also, what about the kids that want to get involved in um, entertainment industry uh, who are Christian kids? What would you say to them as they prepare to, you know, take steps in that direction? Those two questions I had. Okay, they're, pretty, they're two pretty uh, uh, very important questions, and I think I can give pretty short and simple answers to them. Uh, let, me, let me deal with the kids that are aspiring to go into the industry. Every kid's involved in video. Every kid. We're in the second media generation. And kids are producing, you know, movies. I've got a 13-year-old daughter and her, you know, her younger siblings, and they're making little movies and, and with special effects and, you know, and, and dissolves. And, and it, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, so so many young uh, people, very committed young people, would love to make movies or do something in the industry. And I used to, at the start of my uh, career in, in ministering in the industry, say to parents, scream no as loud and, lo- and, as, and, and long as you can until you're convinced that their passion is driven solely by God's call in their life. But I, I don't have that view anymore, because what's happened is there's such a flood of of a movement of believers into the industry. We have a database now of nearly 4,000 committed Christians in the business, and there are another 10,000 out there somewhere oh, still hiding in the That's closet. encouraging. And so now then, if a person comes into the industry, whether it's Hollywood or New York or Atlanta or, or uh, Dallas or wherever they want to serve, um, they, they need to be absolutely centered, com- called to this, because this is not a dream factory. This is a nightmare factory. Secondly, make sure your motivations. Most people, I got a letter from a girl who three times in her letter said, I just want to be famous. I said, that's a surefire formula for failure and success and heartbreak. If you want, if you want to be famous, that's what drives you, then you, you, your fame will destroy you like it destroyed Brad Pitt. He's a professing born-again Christian when he came to Hollywood. Um, uh, Hannah Montana, uh, yeah. Tommy Cyrus. She had her new birth testimony on her on her homepage on her on her on her website when she yeah. came to town. And the dear hearts all all got screwed yeah. up. Doctor Doctor Poland, I I hate to do this. I could talk to you for another hour, but uh, we are out of time. So I'm going to recommend that our listeners. Uh, uh, buy his book, um, you know, go to his website, uh, and uh, you will be incredibly blessed. Uh, thanks for being here. We'll be back here next week, Sunday, 4 to 5. Dr. Poland, thank you for being on the show. It's been fun. Let's do it again. Okay. God bless. Bye-bye. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, a regular feature on AM 1170, The Answer. Learn more about Kevin and his work online at his website, educateforlife.com. That's educateforlife.com. You'll find great resources, ideas, and even video classes there to help you grow and understand what in the world is happening. Encourage your friends to listen for great guests and intelligent analysis of the stories that shape our lives. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, exclusively on AM 1170. The answer. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? You allow Educate for Life on AM 1170. The answer is sponsored by educateforlife.org.